Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. On August 13th, Friday the 13th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, even on Friday the 13th. And it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing today? Good morning and happy Friday, Joe. I'm fantastic. Sun's out. It's a beautiful Excellent. day. Even though it's Friday the 13th, yes. um, it is yes. a good day. Yes. Yes, it is. Wonderful. Have um, you ever had a, an exceptionally memorable Friday the 13th? <sighs> There was a Friday the 13th that was near Halloween, like the day before or something like that. And I was very, as a child, I was very afraid. I thought it was something special. <laughs> but it wasn't that <laughs> scary. <laughs> that would be a couple of weeks before Halloween. I think Halloween's on the 31st, Joe. Um, so hopefully right, we're here well. for a couple, couple <laughs> but, but I get the point. It was in October <laughs> yeah. is the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I can't think of anything that's ever anything bad or, and maybe there is, but maybe I've just, you know, moved on from it. But um, Friday the 13th, you know, is uh, a lot of people get very, you know, superstitious about that. And of course, the movie, if you ever watched the movies when you were younger, you know, they could make anybody mm-hmm. superstitious, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, but I'm excited about this Friday the 13th. We've got a great show. i um, looking forward to talking to our guests today. We have two guests, so very um, yeah. lo- looking forward to that. And um, it's, as always, been a very busy week. Would you like to know what we're up mm. to at the Chamber? What are you up to at the chamber, Kelly? <laughs> I love your voice. Always sounds so calm. You ground me every Friday from my crazy week, Joe. Um, oh, really? Last, yes. <laughs> um, last night was we celebrated the 10th anniversary of the Strand House. You know, Michael Zislis, um, oh. a frequent um, guest on this yes. show, and you've known for yes. years. Um, the Strand House yes. Restaurant in Manhattan Beach, right at the pier, celebrated 10 years. And uh, so we had a big ribbon cutting and a big mixer party downstairs. Upstairs, they were celebrating their new chef, 
Craig Hobson, who had created a lovely 10-course tasting menu type of dinner. It was a stunning mm-hmm. summer evening, balmy, perfect sunset, and everybody came out um, to really partake and enjoy um, all of the festivities. So it was great to see people. Saw a lot of faces that I have not seen, and um, now I can almost say a couple years because we're in the 19th month of this crazy pandemic. But um, a lot of right. fun, and um, people going, "Oh, I've seen your picture, but oh, I meet you in person." You know, that's still happening. So um, we had a good time. The food <laughs> was delicious. Um, you know, the beverages were flowing, and uh, it, it really was it was quite fun. You know, the Strand House has been the location of so many epic events and epic right. dinners. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, just, for, I, you know, he's done much more than I've even been a part of. But, you know, just looking back, I was reminiscing with him last night, um, you know, when the Stanley Cup uh, parade, when the Kings won <sighs> the Stanley Cup. Right. And we planned right. that parade and it ended at, you know, the pier in the Strand House and we had a, Big, huge, you know, private party for the team and players and families and the organization and had all the, you know, all the trophies there, the Stanley Cup, the um, Tom Smythe, all those, you know, and um, kept a secret from everybody, you know, like covert operation. Um, We've hosted (laughs) dinners, you know, on the beach um, with the help of the Strand House. We've done, you know, super... Um, secret operations in the wine cellar, which I refer to as the bunker. Um, it's down below, and, you know, it can seat like 12 to 14 people. They've hosted, you know, I mean, super uber VIPs there that, you know, sneak in, you know, mm-hmm. the downstairs door and, and have a, you know, dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and then so many people have celebrated birthdays, graduations. There's been weddings. There's been all sorts of things there. Or you just go and of have course. a lovely lunch or dinner and... Uh, really a special place, um, you know, really, really a special place. So it's super fun to celebrate them, and um, especially, you know, during the pandemic. I remember they were one of the first ones to shut down at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was a rainy day, mm-hmm. and I got this text, like, we're shutting down the Strand House, you know, at 5 p.m. tonight and, and until further notice. And I was like, what? You know, and I ran down there just to get my last whatever, whatever. I can't even remember what I wanted at that time. I just wanted to get something, you know, <laughs> say hello and uh, give everybody hugs. And they just closed their door. I just missed them. So I ran across the street to Rock and Fish, one of their sister properties, and ordered some things there because they were shutting down for good. Or not for good, but like, for the, you know, pandemic, the first shutdown. And I remember walking out just crying, like, you know, this is my family. These people are family, and um, and they have families, and their families, have, you know, and just not knowing what the future holds. And so to be able to celebrate them uh, 18, 19 months later and celebrate their 10th anniversary opening, remodel, new chef, new menu, everything was just really mm-hmm. exciting. So that mm-hmm. is my, you know, um, my, my Strand House experience last night. Um, just Your really, really strand house memory. Yeah. 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 Okay, so now let's jump to something else very fun, totally different. Coming up this weekend, tomorrow, can't believe the weekend is here, Saturday, um, at the Westriff Hotel, um, the second outdoor movie of the summer put on by the Chamber and Street Food Cinema. And the movie is Ferris Bueller's dun, Day dun, Off. Dun. Dun. Yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
Uh, right. Oh, my gosh. What a iconic, fun movie, family movie. Everybody can come out and enjoy. Right. And, um, you know, the, you can be socially distanced. It's on the golf course behind the Westruff. There's plenty of room. You do need to um, purchase a ticket and reserve your space. There are socially mm-hmm. distanced pods where you can have like a pod of like six or four people in a pod that's yours and kind of separated from everybody else. <laughs> or you can reserve a section in the vaccinated only section, in which case you'll, you'll need to show proof of vaccination. Or mm-hmm. you can sit in the other areas too. Um, we're you know, welcoming of everybody. Of course, if you don't feel good or if you've been exposed recently, stay home. Um, but we want everybody to come out, breathe in some fresh air, have some fun, watch a super, super fun movie, Ferris Bueller. Um, remember Bueller, Bueller, Bueller? Hello? I think I've used that many times <laughs> yeah. on the Zoom, in Zoom in the last year and a half. Bueller, anybody there? Hello? I'm sure our guests today will feel the same way. <laughs> um, and uh, anyways, come out. There's food trucks. Um, really delicious food trucks, um, some L.A. food trucks. You can bring your own picnic and food if you want. You can bring your own beverage if you want, or you can just show up with your beach chair or your blanket and partake in the food trucks, and uh, Westruff provides a bar. You can order from there. Um, it's really a, just a relaxing, beautiful evening. The weather's supposed to be gorgeous. So um, grab your family, grab your friends, grab your dogs actually are welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. Come out and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off with your friends and family. So that is exciting. The other exciting news I have is yesterday we officially launched, and you're now Mm, going to hear this for the next two two months for me. Um, You'll hear something about it. The Best of Manhattan Awards are coming back October 21st. At also the Westriff Hotel in the Grand Ballroom. And uh, we launched the nomination period yesterday in our newsletter. And an email blast will be going out to the South Bay today also. And there are 15 categories this year, 11 of which are open for to the public to vote or nominate first and then vote on. The other four are kind of like there's a Hall of Fame award, an honorary award, Chamber Member of the Year award, um, those. But 11 categories are open for vote. Everything from, you know, uh, women-owned business to small and mighty to home sweet home, new business of the year, that's a new category this year. We have Dine MB, which our friends that we just mentioned, the Strand House, have won before. Healthy Living, yes. Who Called the Doctor, Local Love for Manhattan Beach. That is a new award. Who, who, what family, what, you know, organization just exudes love and does everything and cares for this community the most. Um, pay It Forward, right. Making a Difference, and the Grand Award of Best of Manhattan. So you do not have to live in Manhattan Beach uh, or be a chamber member to nominate your favorites. All you got to do is click on our website, manhattanbeachchamber.com, uh, forward right. slash B-O-M, as in Best of Manhattan, and nominate your favorites. Um, the only rule is whoever you nominate needs to be located in Manhattan Beach because it is, what? Right. The Best of Manhattan. Um, so that's <laughs> the, really the only – well, there's a couple more rules, like – 
You can't vote, yeah. you know, a hundred times uh, for the same person from the same uh-huh. email, um, uh-huh. you know, so forth and so on. And we, uh, we want to spread the love, the local love, and make sure everybody has a chance yes. to be nominated, to be, to win. And um, you can only win in one of these categories. So um, the best vote responsibly, we say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Vote responsibly. The best, the best of Manhattan B-O-M, or as I like to say, the bomb. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. <laughs> That's right. And it is going to be the bomb. Eighth anniversary of the event, yes. 80th anniversary of the chamber. We're judging it up. Yes. We're making it fun. And it's going to be a very special yes. evening. Okay. That's enough. And speaking of awesome. the best of, we have two phenomenal right. ladies on our show this morning who are, and, um, and hey, uh, one of them could win. I just and I just want to say, you know, when we celebrate YEA, I think uh, one of the things that comes to mind is that this is the this is the way forward. You know, many people say, oh, pandemic, oh, climate change, oh, this, oh, that. Well, I think the solution is empowering our young people to create solutions to all of the problems empowering our young people and uh yea is a part of that so proud to to um to raise them up and to to celebrate them who are our guests today (laughs) thank you for that fabulous layup joe um (laughs) yea stands for young entrepreneurs academy um, it's a program yes. that the Chamber has been hosting for, I think, seven or eight years. One of our guests will correct me uh, quickly when she comes on. But we have um, one of the YEA graduates of this year, of 2021, on with us today. She was runner-up in the overall competition, but um, runner-up means she is running at full speed. Uh, today we have uh, Cat Cookie Kit founder, Catherine Jester. She is a resident and student in Manhattan Beach. A big part of Catherine's life has been growing up was centered around family time and baking with her loved ones in the kitchen. Her mission is to share the delicious taste of her family recipes and the joy of baking with everyone through the sophisticated quality. Cookie Kit, she created with the help of Manhattan Beach's Young Entrepreneurs Academy, otherwise known as YEA. A portion of business profits mm. is donated to charitable organizations that support women's empowerment. Inspiring and uplifting young women is of the utmost importance to cast cookie kit. Catherine wants mm. every young girl to believe that she, too, can accomplish anything that she is passionate about. Cat's Cookie Kit is currently available for purchase online and in person at grow the produce shop here in Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. Now, joining her mm-hmm. today is a returning guest, um, and what, she's a teacher, but she's not just any teacher. She's also the instructor for YEA um, since we brought it to Manhattan Beach, Rachel Thomas. Rachel moved to Southern California in 1993 to begin her teaching career. She has since taught multiple subjects to multiple grade levels. She has been in the Manhattan Beach Unified School District since 2000 and currently is an English teacher at the Manhattan Beach Middle School. She has been the instructor for the YEA program since it came to Manhattan Beach, and there's my answer, 2015. She seeks to help students Mm -hmm. find their best selves through self-awareness and hard work. Rachel, 
Catherine, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here with Catherine. <laughs> it's great to have you. I, I'm it's so great delighted to... every time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't yeah. interrupt. I'm just so no, excited please. every time Rachel? to talk to students because it's just been such a long, <laughs> you know, a long, hard yeah. COVID winter. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's time to, to break out. It's time to see the sunshine. Uh, and we, there is sunshine. There is a, a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, and it's not a train. Um, I'd like to know, Rachel, just basically give us an overview of your experience with the YEA program over the years. How do you relate? Mostly, I would like to know how you relate to other sort of districts that don't have a YEA program in their uh, district? How, how do you communicate that, and what do they say what, when you communicate with other districts? Well, we are fortunate that Manhattan Beach really wants to open this up. The Manhattan Beach Chamber wants to open this up to all the local districts. We've had students from mm. Torrance, from PV, from El Segundo, from Lenox, um, from Hawthorne. So the chamber has been really great about really making this a South Bay experience. Uh, the other schools mm-hmm. all are very, very interested and excited about this prospect. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's, it's, it's such a great program, and it's something that schools aren't able to offer um, for mm-hmm. a variety of reasons. We've even looked at putting it in the middle school at, as a school class, but it becomes very complicated. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's just such a great program. It's a supplement to the education. It's the practical. It's the doing part, you know, where we're actually producing a business by the time that we're finished. And so everybody sees the value in that, even pre-COVID. And I agree with you completely that this is exactly what it is that we need during this time is we need the problem solvers. And our students are the ones that are going to be solving those problems for us. And so everybody sees that that's practical education. Students want the more practical education but it's difficult to fit that into a, an education system that's 200 years old. So we're really fortunate <laughs> to offer that here through the Manhattan Beach Chamber um, to all right. of the surrounding districts. Right, right. And, Catherine, we just have to say, you know, hats off to you. I mean, the things that entrepreneurs go through, most people who see, you know, doctor, lawyer, dentist, people say, oh, your parents want you to be a doctor, lawyer, dentist. What I think we should start saying is we want our children to be entrepreneurs. And when we say that, Catherine Jester says what about being an entrepreneur? Well, I definitely agree that kids everywhere should be told that more often than the dentist, lawyer, doctor. But Um, If anyone could be an entrepreneur, and everyone can, I would definitely say that it's something that they should pursue because it's not just the business aspect of the world that they learn. It's everything from talking to people to talking to your manufacturers and putting something together that you can feel good about and then offering it to the world is such a gratifying feeling, and Mm. I think that is Mm. so worth it and all the hard work that you put into starting something. So what is, and you're gonna, and this is gonna be the question for the rest of your life. 
What is Cat's Cookie Kit about? Well, Cat's Cookie Kit is the business that I started with Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And um, I think it was just the first thing that got me excited about talking to people and being a people person and, like, just getting involved in actual real-world interactions to some degree. But it really Mm -hmm. just started, like, my work drive and how I want to – and like what I want to do in the world because I know that you need to work hard and I learned that a lot through the process of Young Entrepreneurs Academy and making Cat's Cookie Kit. And so I think it was just the start of my business ventures and what I want to do later in life. But um, it was Mm. definitely a good first start. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I know your parents want you to do well in school and, you know, go to college and all of that stuff. And, you know, you'll say, okay, I'll just do all that, and then I'll, I'll continue working on my business. <laughs> but what do, you see, what, do you, what do you see in your near future, like the next five years? What do you see in terms of the mix of college and, and business? In the next five years, I definitely do see myself going to college. It's always been one of my dreams to go to USC and um, study finance or business because I really love math and I've grown up with a dad who is an accountant. So it's just kind of been something that's always in my worldview. But from making this business, I've learned about other aspects of not just accounting, but then like the making of the process, the sales of it, like all the advertising. And so every aspect of it has been super interesting to me. So in the next five years, I think that I'll just keep coming up with things that I enjoy and things that I'm passionate about, but um, I definitely love the business world and all of those different parts of it. Excellent. Uh, Rachel, that's that's one of the things that we love talking about whenever we talk about YEA, definitely from your perspective as one of the, the mentors for these kids, give us a sense of what these kids go through step by step. What, how do these kids get involved, and then what exactly do they go through? They all talk about the hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, first let me – I'm going to start answering that question by bragging about Catherine for a moment. So Catherine uh, started, you know, during COVID, she started baking cookies for people for funsies and then eventually started being asked to do it, to deliver them to other people, where she would just do door deliveries – during COVID because we were all trapped, right, um, during that beginning, mm. those beginning months. And so trapped. she then saw the opportunity. Right, right, we were trapped in our homes, so she just sat and baked, <laughs> and she made cookies for people, and she created recipes, which I thought was really impressive And because she, she turned her time into something useful. And designing your own recipes, I think, is an amazing skill for anyone to have. And then – as she, she saw this opportunity to turn it into a business, as she did just through an Instagram page, people started paying her to deliver these cookies to different people. Um, and she did, you know, contactless delivery even at the beginning. And then once she joined the YEA program, she then morphed that business into what it is now, into the Cat's Cookie Kit. So it's not the finished product, but it's allowing people to make those at home and these gift packaging. Mm. And so... And that's one of the things that we see that this program doing is students taking these ideas that they have 
And as they do research and as they really think about it, look at what the needs are, look at what's happening in society, look at how they can make life better in various ways, they're kind of morphing their ideas into something that is sustainable, that is doable, that's practical for people. And so we see students at the very beginning of the course, they um, help, we help them generate an idea of something that they feel strongly about, passionate about, and then they start doing that market research. And it's in that process that they start coming up with, like, how can I turn this into something that I, where I can be of service and an entrepreneur at the same time so that you are really having an effect on people so that people see a need. And so there's a lot of research that's involved in that process, as I'm sure you can understand. Right. And that's part of that hard work right. is really committing right. to looking these things up, figuring these things out, then figuring out how you can manufacture, how you can create this idea and how you can make it sustainable. Right. And then, right. and then you're kind of moving forward then into writing this business plan. And we have amazing right. speakers from Manhattan Beach who come in and, and share their wisdom with the students. We have mentors who volunteer their time for six weeks, sitting, talking one-on-one -on -one with students and helping them write out that business plan, work through the uh, more practical aspects of it, find the language that right. they may or may not have, because we have sixth through 12th graders. Right. So there's a really right. wide variety of knowledge in that <coughs> excuse me and then we um, move into uh, once they've written that then we teach them those people skills of how do you present this to other people how do you tell a story so that other people are compelled and feel a part of your business and then want, want you to succeed as much as you want yourself to succeed how do they we tell right. a story so that other people see that they have that need for that so it really runs the gamut of the experiences that a student can have. But these are all real-life experiences, right? We all have right. the same experience of even buying a house, right, where you're going through all of these steps to get to the final, mm -hmm. the final goal that you want. Mm -hmm. it's, I think, Catherine, you should, you, should, you should realize, I'm sure someone from the business side has said to you that, your idea has such resonance with entrepreneurs that think about things like shipping and things like, you know, um, damage in shipping and so forth and so on. To ship cookies that are already cooked, to ship cookies that are already made is a nightmare. But to ship cookie kits is brilliant. To ship cookie kits brings in a whole sort of um, vibe of, you know, family and, and togetherness. And also, it's impervious to all of the vagaries of shipping, cooling and heating. You don't have to worry about that. Catherine, that's brilliant. You're kind to say that. And it's funny that you bring up shipping already baked cookies because that is something I've tried before when um, a few moms from my Nightmare. community were making, care, yeah, were making care packages for their sons at college so each of them ordered and so I had to make about 12 dozen cookies and then like insulate the packaging and wrap it up and then I brought it to them and they shipped it and I think it went well but it was definitely not as easy as just shipping a cookie mix uh, package. Right, 
Right. There, there's, there's, you know, uh, it, it, when you think about being a runner-up, I also, whenever the issue or the concept of being a runner-up comes up, I have to say, you know, Jennifer Hudson, one of my favorite singers um, from Chicago, I have to shout out, from Chicago, Jennifer Hudson, yay, um, was the runner-up in, like, uh, Idol or something like that. Um, but, you know, not not being the winner, she became an Oscar winner anyway. She became a movie star anyway. She's now the the lead in the Aretha Franklin biopic, Respect. I think being a runner-up is pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, it didn't have any effect on what I wanted to do because I knew that I had a plan for my business and I was happy that Hunter got his award because he definitely put a lot of work into his business too. So I was just happy for the both of us and still excited to pursue <laughs> my own business. Um, Kelly, I, I just wanted to, to bring you back in to, to say, you know, we've interviewed many uh, uh, YEA uh, participants and winners and um, Catherine is is so calm about her uh, potential <laughs> prospects. This, this uh, is amazing. She is. Kath, she, she is an amazing young lady. She is extremely poised. Um, I think Rachel can attest to that even more than I can. Mm-hmm. Um, always play. And what I love about Catherine also is that she dove in headfirst and she embraced Every lesson, every week, every message, you know, that was um, taught or brought with a speaker, um, she dialogued, you know, uh, offline, like whatever, email or whatever, phone call, with some of the speakers that came and spoke. She has, like, an insatiable curiosity and, and need to learn and connect. And at a very young age, she already understands the power of that. And right. and she's polite. She follows up. She's a thank you. She comes with ideas. Um, she came to me early on. It's like I want to do more young entrepreneur things with the chamber. I'm like that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we, she is not just Cat's cookie cat. She is so much more than that. And mm-hmm. Catherine, wherever you land in college and beyond, you are going to be a success. You already are a success. And you understand um, you're you're far beyond your years, and it's such a pleasure to work with you. And I know everybody else feels that way too. Um, Catherine also has this um, eye for detail, Joe. And I know a couple of weeks ago we had um, Catherine. We had um, Jordan Holbert, who was your graphic designer, that worked with you to um, bring your vision to life with your logo and your packaging. And you know, I asked. Um, Jordan when we were talking about that because she, she was saying how fun it was to work with you and um, just take your idea of the cat for the cat's cookie and just expand it and make it, you know, kind of fun and whimsical but yet elegant and very feminine and and I said, Jordan, you know, whose idea was it to put, because I don't know if you've seen the kit but it's a cute little box kit um, with fantastic yeah. graphics and messaging, but then there's like a little whisk tied to the out, outside of it and I know to some that might just sound so funny, so silly, but it's not. It's, it's like that final detail, 
that's tied to the outside of the box. So you don't just get a box, but you get like that little whisk, and it's like that extra little touch and a, and a message of you are going to make these cookies because here's a whisk, <laughs> you know. And I, <laughs> I just and Jordan shared that that was your idea, Kat, you know, and you had such a, a keen vision of what you wanted this to be like. So um, congratulations to you. But lead us through from when you started YEA uh, in October of 2020 and by the time you graduated and where you are now. But take us back to the very beginning of, like, your vision. When you started YEA last year, did you already know exactly what you wanted to produce and do? Or, you know, um, did that develop or did it change? Like, Take us back to, like, did you have a vision board? Did you already have it? Did you have it written all over the walls in your bedroom or something? You know, like, tell us how uh, maybe what you thought you were going to start with and how that changed. Well, when I first started the program, I had Cat's Cookie Kit or Cat's Cookies going. And so that was when it was at its most popular time. So I, Cat's Cookies or something along those lines was definitely on my mind. But I definitely, like, the cookie mix came up through the program. I remember thinking, like, I was into sewing at this time, and I just got in a sewing slash embroidery machine. So I was like, should I sew pants and try to sell clothes? And looking back, that's something that the program helps you realize. Like, I didn't know how to sew, and I, it was just not going to be the most realistic idea to do something like that or any of the other couple ideas I jotted down. And so I just thought of the cookie mix because I have the recipes and it was something that was going to take time to develop and to put a lot of effort into, but it was something that was possible. So when I decided on that idea, then it just started coming together with how should I package it? How should I present it? Like, what's the purpose of this cookie mix? Because you could go to Bonds and get a cookie mix. So why is it special and all of these different things just made me realize like what goes into the product and you really need something that sets it apart from other things. Mm. I I love the idea. I mean, uh, just recently and it's really been in the last, I would say, you know, four or five years that you start to see these meal kits in the grocery stores. You go to the grocery store, you look for a meal kit, you buy it, you take it home, and it has all the ingredients you need to make a meal for two or four people. Well, that's not, <clears throat> that's not been the way it's been done uh, forever. It's only been the last four or five years that these kits have come into vogue. And I think you're on that train, you're on that trend that people want really good things that they can make at home with their family, that they can, they can have an experience. It's not just a meal. It's an experience. You're part of that trend. <laughs> that was something that I was thinking about and I had noticed from other companies. Like, I was super inspired by Sugarfina, which is obviously, like, just the finished product of candy. But um, mm. I was inspired by how when you go into a Sugarfina store – it's like so pretty and everything's put out exactly how they want it. Like someone went in there and said, this is how we're going to stack up these little boxes of candy. And when you go in there, it's it's an experience. And so 
that's what I kind of wanted to convey with my own kit. And so it's less mm. than just making cookies. It's it's something you're giving to your family that you're going to make together, and it's more of an experience. Right. Fantastic. Well, you, I can you know, um, to that. Sorry, I can attest to that as one of um, Catherine's uh, customers. I have purchased many of these and have given them to my friends, and people are always so delighted. They're so excited to have this box. And uh, the people that I'm giving it to, if it's, you know, one or two people in a family, they're also hesitant. To, if I give them an entire, you know, set of pre-made cookies, that becomes a little right. bit more awkward because pre-made cookies, especially when they're fresh, you've got to eat them in a short period of time. And so having, right. you know, if you only have one or two people, uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not doable, but it's probably not recommended <laughs> to eat a dozen cookies at once. But with mm-hmm. this kit, you know, you can save it. So it's, if you're getting this gift, but then you can also make it with people and then for other people. So it's kind of this gift mm. that has multiple uses. And then one of the people mm-hmm. that I gave a kit to then texted me because she then took the box because the box is so cute, and she spray-painted and redecorated the box and then used that as a re-gifting because that box <laughs> was so special. And I thought, well, that's great. This is this just goes on and on. <laughs> that's wow. just very cleverly designed, very cleverly done. Right. Um, well, that's Kat, uh, I, uh, please go on, Kelly. No, uh, Catherine, I, um, I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, who is your inspiration? Who, um, who do you look up to and who inspires you as an entrepreneur? Well, I would just have to say my mom, and I know that sounds super cliche, but she is someone who, she's a stay-at-home mom and her whole life she's just been working on her three kids and just like trying to make us the best versions of ourselves. And, but I think that if she could go to school, if she could get a degree in any field, she could be like the best one. Like she can do whatever she wants and she has so many different skills that that is what inspires me because when you're running like a little business or you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you have to have so many different skills because you have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to, to, research your product you have to do all of the different parts and so my mom is definitely my biggest inspiration as far as she can do anything and she has so many different skills i hope your mom's listening right now that's beautiful um tell me how it is tell me how um i i believe grow was your first in-store account thanks Um, barry thanks barry Thanks, Barry. Kathy Fisher. Absolutely. We love Grow. Um, Tell me how that happened. How did you approach them? What, you know, how'd that go? With that one, I had just gotten my business license. And so my cat's cookie kit was all ready to be sold in stores. And so I just went with a box. I brought two samples of the kit and then I had made a media guide. So I just brought that in and gave it to the girl working at the counter and then she said that she would give it to the owners and then about two weeks later they emailed back or I had followed up with an email and then they emailed back about two weeks later and said that they would like to carry Cat's Cookie Kit in their store and this was so exciting to me and so that's just kind of how it got started with me going in and showing them my product. 
Okay. And um, how many units have you sold at Grow? Do you know roughly? At Grow, I've sold 48. They've ordered twice, so I've sold 48 in all to Grow. Okay. And how many units of Cass Cookie Kit have you sold overall, completely? I think overall I've sold around 200 Katsuki kits. That's phenomenal. Okay, so now where else are they located? Is Grove the only um, place that you can walk in and buy them, or are they located elsewhere, or are you working on other accounts? As of right now, it's only in Grove, but with the business license and all the things that I've finally gotten because it is a long process of, obtaining all of the documents you need to you need to legally sell your product, especially since it's a food item or a before food item. But I definitely plan on going into a few other stores in Manhattan Beach and doing it the same way I did with Grow, just to get it out into the world a little bit more. And then wherever that goes, maybe it's larger stores or not, but that's what my plan is for right now. I love it. Do you have any fear? Do you have, you know, when you think of doing that, what holds you back? Well, obviously it's like, oh, I'm going in and you have to sell your product. And so putting on like the, hi, my name is Catherine Jester and this is who I am. That part is a little bit nerve wracking, but I've been doing it a couple of times now. And so it's, honestly kind of fun because everyone has a different reaction and so um that part I was definitely nervous about at the beginning but now I'm just excited so like going into a store isn't super nerve-wracking anymore and I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways from Young Entrepreneurs Academy is that you can go in and try to sell yourself and sell your product and so um that's what was most nerve-wracking for me at the start but now I'm feeling more comfortable with that. Now you've got it. Um, okay, Rachel, I want to bounce it back to you as Catherine's instructor um, and, and obviously the lead instructor for YEA. Um, give us a before and after glimpse of Catherine. Like when you first met her this time pretty much last year and where she is now, what have you, what you know, evolution and what have you seen change in Catherine? Well, you know, as we've said, Catherine has always been a very poised uh, young woman, and so she is, um, uh, she's got a very clear sense of self, which I think is very impressive for, a, you know, someone who's a freshman in high school. Um, however, through the, throughout the program, you, I watched Catherine, as I watch all other students, gain so much self-confidence as they figure out how to find out what it is they need to know or what it is they need. And so the level of self-sufficient that comes up, and Catherine became um, very self-sufficient. And Catherine's a reader, but then a lot of the things, when you're looking to get a business license or you're looking to do some of these pieces of research, sometimes it's uh, complex reading that you're doing. And just um, being able to really figure out how to parse out that information and uh, understand what it is that you need to do or uh, what other people are doing in order to accomplish this task. For example, Catherine had to get a, um, a cottage uh, food license. And so mm-hmm. just looking at that information, you're watching somebody grow as a reader, as a 
and self-confidence um, because they're figuring things out as they go, as they understand, as they come to understand. It's like you're watching the light bulbs go off, but they're going off ding, 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 instead of once every great while. Um, another thing that I noticed with Catherine, as well as all other students, is we really help them learn how to give an elevator pitch and how to speak to adults and lots of adults, how to network and mingle. And that was much harder during COVID. But throughout, for Catherine to be able to walk into a store and present information to someone, to a perfect stranger, and say, look, I'm a kid, but this is my business, you know, um, I'm, I'm a teenager, um, but here's what I'm doing. And then to know to follow up and how to use that kind of language in order to um, pull someone into your conversation is just a really astounding skill. And the fact that she knows to do that, she reaches out to people and then follow, makes sure that she follows up so that professional behavior has really grown inside her, grows inside all of our students. So it's very, very impressive. And Catherine's also been reaching out. So now that, you know, our, our restrictions have relaxed, um, being able to go out in person and being able to see people uh, and talk to people face-to-face -face is a whole other, a whole extra step for her because you, we weren't able to do that as much because we were all on Zoom last year. But now her ability then to talk to strangers about her product and about her business, I, I, can, I have seen that it has grown, and she has all these opportunities in order to do so, including talking to you, she is building that skill and that confidence that everybody needs and that often adults struggle with. And so it's very, I'm very proud of her and impressed with the way that she has taken it all to the next level. I think that's a good word, next level. Uh, that's your middle name, Catherine. You are, uh, <laughs> you are, you are next level. And I, I agree with everything that Rachel said. It's so it's so refreshing and delightful and it's so fun to be uh, able to work with you on this. So what is next, Catherine? So are, do you have vision, you know, visions of um, sugar plum fairies dancing in your head? <laughs> do you, you know, <laughs> do you want to get your kits into 10 stores? Do you want to make another kit of something else? Um, do you want to, you know, ramp up for the holiday season this year and really try to sell, you know, X amount of um, kits, uh, personally maybe as corporate gifts or something like that? What's, what's kind of in your business plan, other than uh, being a student, starting school, and being just, you know, busy with all of that, what kind of, you know, what's the short-term plan for Cats Cookie Kits? Well, definitely going in and trying to branch out to other local stores and then especially at the holiday times is when I'll be trying my hardest in that part of selling in bulk orders, which is the majority of how I do it. But I've also been doing a little bit of Cat's Cookies work as well where quite a few different organizations have asked me to make like individually wrapped cookies and deliver those in bulk. So I've been also busy with that. But yeah, just trying to get the cookies into more stores is the plan. And then over the summer, I'd also taken an essentials of finance course at um, or online through Wharton's uh, University of Penn's Business School. And so um, I learned some of the principles of accounting and then in impact investing and all of these essentials of finance. 
And so that really helps me, but also I'm super interested in finance, math, and that aspect of business now. So just kind of branching out with that as well is something that I'm hoping and planning to do. Um, do you know if your cookie kits, since they're like a packaged food, right? So you're technically at the, ca- the packaged food category, correct? Yes. Okay. So do you know, can they be sold like in a gift store? So do they have to be sold in a grocery store or food-related store, or can they be sold in a gift store? No, they can be sold in a gift store because it's not a hot or cold product, which mm-hmm. is I'm right. pretty sure about. Right. Right. Joe probably knows mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, you know. But, Kat, I, I, we, we need to talk. I think there's a couple stores probably in, you know, particularly downtown Manhattan Beach um, that might love to, you know, add your cookie kits to, um, you know, their lineup uh, for maybe their fall, you know, um, merchandising. Because I think your packaging, you know, it's all about shelf space, right? When you start scaling up, Yes. Now, this is huge. But, you know, to get shelf space at a Target or something bigger like that is mm. really difficult because you have to be an established, um, you know, vendor with a track record, you know, or established brand that's bringing something to the market or whatever. Um, it's always – and even small businesses, um, even independently owned businesses, really consider – where to put a product when it comes in. Every vendor, yourself, wants to have, you know, key location, obviously, to be seen, but that's something that the business owner has to really consider, too. So I would think, you know, we maybe should get you in front of a few of the small businesses uh, in downtown Manhattan Beach that people shop for gifts. They shop for unique ideas, yes. you know, and, and see if maybe um, – they can't incorporate your cookie kits uh, into one of their kind of displays. And maybe the display is where they have other, you know, kitchen or home related items type of thing too. So I, you know, I would encourage you to, you know, you don't need me to encourage you. You have no fear, girl. You, 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 you're so good. But expand, you know, expand the reach. And um, of course, if you need help doing so, we're happy to help you. But um, start now, too, because those you know, stores start, you know, thinking or budgeting or purchasing now um, for the holidays, which brings me to my next thought. What is the shelf life of a cat's cookie kit? Well, because it is a product that's a dry cookie mix, and then it's then seal-wrapped, like, through the packaging process, mm-hmm. um, it lasts up to three years. What? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So you can start selling into some of these stores now, you know, and, and hopefully they would, you know, sell out immediately and way before the holidays. But uh, we need to we need to work on that. I think there's there's room for growth for you in that area. One hundred percent. May I? Yeah. May I give yes. a pitch for uh, Catherine <laughs> for Cat's Kitchen? Sure. Please, Rachel. Um, I think it's a great promotional material and that's one of the avenues that I know that she's been looking into I know that the PTA for one of the elementary schools purchased a whole bunch of kits for teacher appreciation week and gave it to all of their teachers Um, but any business who's looking to give little Christmas gifts or holiday gifts or 
Um, I know she was approached, I think she was approached by a realtor, if I remember correctly. You know, so there's all sorts of um, opportunities there for promotional materials because she has this beautiful packaging that could also have another sticker slapped on it or, you know, could have, you know, a slight change made to it where the, you know, for the color or something like that so that a company can offer this as their holiday gift or thank you gift or whatever it is that they're doing um, because it's, it's small, it's easy to carry, it's not something that needs to be used right away. Um, as a teacher, right, I get a lot of fresh foods at the holidays, but if, getting something like this would be so much better because I end up freezing mm-hmm. loaves of bread, which I'm not mad about. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. just something, it's a very good gift to give someone because it's, it, it's <laughs> you can use it at your leisure. So, um, so I just think that that's an area where I know she's been looking into and I know she's open to. Awesome. But um, awesome. it's just great yeah. for promotional material. I agree. How many flavors do you have right now? I have two flavors right now, and that's chocolate chip and oatmeal. But in the future, part of kind of expanding Cat's Cookie Kit would be to just focus on chocolate chip because I've noticed that that is the best seller. Mm-hmm. And do you have any plans for a holiday flavor? Like maybe a snickerdoodle or something with, you know, ginger spice or anything along those lines. I was thinking about that, and um, I do love snickerdoodle cookies, so that would definitely be something that um, I'm considering. Catherine also has a bunch of her own recipes. She's made, she's kind of developed some of her own recipes. Um, I can attest to several of the deliciousnessness of those <laughs> recipes. So her Oreo cookies, she's got a, it's an or it's a cookie with an Oreo cookie. So, <laughs> um, but it's delicious. Oh, I she's love made it. a bunch of those. So I think that um, that she might, you know, as she continues looking to expand, she has a lot of opportunities because she's so creative. Oh, my, I'm hungry. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> Can we have cookies for breakfast, please? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Joe, we have six yes. minutes left. Um, yes. How, how do you want to take it home here, start the home stretch? Well, I, I, uh, well Catherine, I will, I will do my little part as an entrepreneur uh, for many years, one of the things that I would uh, impart to you, CEO to CEO, is that people will come to you with many ideas, but keep very, very close to your original vision. Keep your own counsel on things like uh, package changes. Like, you know, your, your package is very unique. It's iconic. It's kind of your trademark you 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 don't want to change that you don't want to change that you you could put a sticker on it you could put a sticker on it but you don't want to change it and i want to tell you a little story a very short story about steve jobs uh an iconic entrepreneur who um at one point did something absolutely unique in american uh history or american entrepreneurial history he wanted to say on his packaging, made in California. His lawyers and his marketing people and mostly the lawyers got him in a room and said, Steve, you cannot do that. 
we make them in China. You cannot say made in California. He was livid. He yelled. He screamed. He yelled. He screamed. He went away. He said, wait. He went away. He came back and he said, all right, we're going to say designed in California. Make it happen. So um, you, you cannot, I mean, most people don't remember. I mean, it's been 20 years, 25 years, whatever. Before that, products weren't, weren't marked designed in California. He started that. He started that one meeting or you know, one series of meetings, uh, you know, one very famous week where lots of people were saying, Steve, you can't say made in California. You can't say made in California. It's not made here. And then ultimately he came up with designed in California. So, you know, sometimes you're going to have to listen to your lawyers, but don't, don't really listen to anyone else. Keep your own counsel <laughs> as an entrepreneur. Well, and, and that's she, great advice. You can say yeah. made in Manhattan Beach. Hello, even better. Make, <laughs> you know, bring that local. She made can. in she Manhattan B. Made in MB. I love it. Um, Rachel, I actually do have that on the packaging. Mm-hmm. Well, shame on me for yep. not knowing that. I, yes, I love that. Um, uh, Rachel, we only have a few minutes left. We're starting taking applications for the next class, which will be the class mm-hmm. of 2022 starts in October. Yeah. The application period just opened this week. Um, what do you have to say to people who are maybe like, should I do this? Should I not do it? Is it for me? What do you think? What can you say? Well, we get students who come in and they have a whole bunch of ideas and we get students who come in thinking they want to go into business and they have zero ideas. And so one of the things that we do for the first several weeks is help students generate ideas, thinking about how it is what it is that they might want to do, what it is that they can change in the world, what it is that they see going on around them. It's not just about products. There are also services. We have had students who um, create businesses where they're, they're dog walking businesses or going into homes and helping uh, elderly people set up their technology and, um, because now a TV is complicated. It used, we used to be able to just plug those things in, right? And so we have a student who, you know, a 14-year-old who can go in and install your uh, garage door opener things like that. So there's all sorts of possibilities. So it's not just product-based. It's also service-based. We've had lots of philanthropies where students come in and they want to do something uh, to make the world a better place. So they are creating uh, organizations. We had Kindheartedly who creates care packages for children going into foster care for the first time for teenagers. So, you know, a pair of pajamas, some nice things, Uh, that are delivered to them that the police can give them or that a home can give them when they're going into foster care just to have a gift from someone, right, to make them feel a little bit better about that situation. We've had organizations that are coming up creating after-school programs trying to help students um, at school so that they can create, like, fun and games and and a mentorship of high school students with with, uh, younger kids. So there's all sorts of opportunities. It's not just about creating a product. Um, While Catherine creates her own, she manufactures her own product, we've had students who have uh, gotten manufacturers. We um, have Taylor Ryan right now who's in production of uh, her product where she found a manufacturer who's able to create this. She's been working with them as well as with other people and designing a product, going through the prototype process seeing which prototypes work best, and then figuring out the one that's going to be the most practical for what it is that she's attempting to do. And 
so there are all sorts of possibilities. So I don't want anybody to think that it's, you know, you have to come in with an idea. You don't have to come in with an idea and it doesn't have to be any specific type of idea. So we run the gamut of different types of organizations. Um, so, you know, I just want to encourage anybody who has an interest in this, who feels like they want to actually be um, one of the complaints about school. And I know this as a school teacher is that, you know, that they, Students don't always feel that what they're learning is practical, but this is the exact opposite of this. Everything they learn is practical. What we learn how to do in class, what we learn about in class, they're then applying it directly to a business plan and thinking how they can make that work for themselves. So if right. you're looking for independence, for self-sufficiency, if you're uh, interested in business and how a business works, the ins and outs, um, banking, taxes, all those things uh, we offer instruction in and help students figure out for themselves. So it's really a great program. Um, and so I just encourage anybody who has any students who are interested in this, it's a great way to put your, you know, toe in the water. And, uh, you know, eventually by the end, like Catherine, you might be all in and totally wet, right? <laughs> but um, and for those who are just interested, Maybe they're just ready to to see what it's all about. So it's a it's a great program for anywhere in that business realm. Right. Excellent. Well, I do want to add. Uh, I know we're out of time here, Joe. Um, anybody interested yeah. has that entrepreneurial curiosity or wants to find out what it takes, um, they can apply for this year's program at manhattanbeachchamber.com forward slash y e a as in Young Entrepreneurs Academy, manhattanbeachchamber.com forward slash YEA. Um, I'd love to get Catherine's um, contact information, and then we got to wrap it up. Great. Catherine? For Cat's Cookie Kit? Or yeah. Cat, okay, the website is catscookiekit.com, and that's cats with a K. And then my email is catscookiekit at gmail.com. And then also there's an Instagram, right. which is CatsCookieKit underscore. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. What a great, uh, what a great idea. What a great trend uh, to be a part of. Uh, just um, what a great uh, offering, Rachel, uh, Thomas, uh, through the, the school. Thank you so much for your service to the children of uh, Manhattan Beach and the greater South Bay. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank my you. Pleasure. And thank you, Catherine Jester. Catherine Jester, CEO of Cat's Cookie Kit. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, Kelly, I will us. see you again real soon. Bye-bye, You got everybody. it, everybody. Have a nice, have a nice weekend. Great. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.